Where the grass stood tallest, they almost vanished, but often they were fully visible. Because they remained in motion, however, their precise nature was difficult to define. Their fur was uniformly white. They weighed perhaps fifty or sixty pounds, as large as mid-sized dogs. But they were not dogs. They appeared to be as limber and quick as cats, but they were not cats. Although he'd lived in these mountains until he was seventeen, though he had returned four years previously at the age of thirty-two, Grady had never before seen creatures like these. Powerful body, tense, Merlin watched the playful pair. Having raised him from a pup, having spent the past three years with little company other than the dog, Grady knew him well enough to read his emotions and his state of mind. Merlin was intrigued, but puzzled, and his puzzlement made him wary. The unknown animals were large enough to be formidable predators if they had claws and sharp teeth. At this distance, Grady could not determine if they were carnivores, omnivores, or herbivores, though the last classification was the least likely. Merlin seemed to be unafraid. Because of their great size, strength, and history as hunters, Irish wolfhounds were all but fearless. Although their disposition was peaceable and their nature affectionate, they had been known to stand off packs of wolves and to kill an attacking pit bull with one bite and a violent shake. When the white-furred creatures were sixty or seventy feet away, they became aware of being watched. They halted, raised their heads. The birdless sky, the shadowy woods, and the meadow remained under a spell of eerie silence. Grady had the peculiar notion that if he moved, his boots would press no sound from the ground under him, and that if he shouted, he would have no voice. To get a better view of man than dog, one of the white creatures rose, sitting on its haunches in the manner of a squirrel. Grady wished he had brought binoculars. As far as he could tell, the animal had no projecting muzzle. Its black nose lay in nearly the same plane as its eyes. Distance foiled further analysis. Abruptly, the day exhaled. A breeze sighed in the trees behind Grady. In the meadow, the risen creature dropped back onto all fours, and the pair raced away, seeming to glide more than sprint. Their sleek white forms soon vanished into the golden grass. The dog looked up inquiringly. Grady said, Let's have a look. Where the mysterious animals had gambled, the grass was bent and tramped. No bare earth meant no paw prints. Merlin led his master along the trail until the meadow ended where the woods resumed. A cloud shadow passed over them and seemed to be drawn into the forest as a draft draws smoke. Gazing through the serried trees into the gloom, Grady felt watched. If the white-furred pair could climb, they might be in a high green bower cloaked in pine boughs and not easily spotted. Although he was a hunter by breed and blood, with a Sherlockian sense of smell that could follow the thinnest thread of unraveled scent, Merlin showed no interest in further pursuit. They followed the tree line west, then northwest along the curve of meadow, circling toward home as the quickening air whispered through the grass. They returned to the north woods. Around them, the soft chorus of nature arose once more. Birds in song, the drone of insects, the arthritic creak of heavy evergreen boughs troubled by their own weight,
Although the unnatural hush had relented, Grady remained disturbed by a sense of the uncanny. Every time he glanced back, no stalker was apparent, yet he felt that he and Merlin were not alone. On a long rise, they came to a stream that slithered down well-worn shelves of rock. Where the trees parted, the sun revealed silver scales on the water, which was elsewhere dark and smooth. With other sounds masked by the hiss and gurgle of the stream, Grady wanted more than ever to look back. He resisted the paranoid urge until his companion halted, turned, and stared downhill. He did not have to crouch in order to rest one hand on the wolfhound's back. Merlin's body was tight with tension. The big dog scanned the woods, his high-set ears tipped forward slightly, his nostrils flared and quivered.